Hello, and welcome to Getting Goosebumps, the podcast where we venture into the spine-tingling worlds of R.L. Stein. My name is Stacy. Hey there, groovy cats. I'm Allison. Twinkle, twinkle. It's me, Mickey. Why? I'm your sister. I, I don't think you've ever done that one before, but it filled me with a sense of dread, and I don't know why. Good. Good. <laughs> dread? Okay. Why was, dread? Because, I don't know, It, it was. it's just menacing. I feel like that's something Slappy would say. Twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Yep, there, yep, there it is. That's the unheard bit that I heard. Okay, fellow Fear Street residents, we are here to talk about Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Friends, what did you think of this one? I loved it. Getting right into it, I had a blast. It was fantastic. And I already already know, if for no other reason than what I'm about to say, that Stacey enjoyed it, because it was so axe-murdery. Oh, it was amazing. Yep, it's so nonstop. Good. It was a it was a um uh orgiastic display of axe murdering violence. Okay. Yep. Uh yeah. <laughs> and cheesy summer camp fun. Yeah. 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 It was good. I think this was more 70s than the 90s was 90s. I still yeah. not quite 70s, but still more 70s than the than 90s, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It, it gave me the vibe. Excellent music at always. I should have a playlist open or a, a list open, and I don't. But this, right. this movie seemed to make more sense to me, like as a movie, yes. as as it was giving us information, as the plot was developing and things were happening. Like this felt like a full and complete movie, whereas the other one, I was kind of missing. I felt like I was missing some stuff. We talked a lot about the last movie and some things still weren't quite adding up for us. Mm-hmm. But this one, I feel like, and I, I watched it twice. Um me too. And I think Same. every everything worked. Like everything yeah. fell into place. It was it was good. Well, you know, if we think about the fact that it, you know, we know it's a trilogy and the fact that we're going into this with the first movie going to be leaving questions, I I very much enjoy that we're getting more we're getting more questions sort of, but we're getting more definitive answers as we go. So that's why I'm super excited to watch the third part cuz I'm like I'm going to get some closure. Heck yeah. So much was answered. I mean, except for the one question that you guys most wanted to know about who who the oh, yeah. internet chatter was. I didn't even think so. about it. Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking of it. I was thinking of it. But, um, um, it actually also, um, which we can discuss more when it gets into it, but um, it raised, I noticed some background things that made me ask some more questions that I'm sure will be answered in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, little things that weren't necessarily brought straight to the center. Um, oh. little background things I noticed. Um, uh, does anyone have the description up? Oh wait, I found it. Okay, <laughs> the little Netflix description. It says, yeah. "In the cursed town of Shadyside, a killer's murder spree terrorizes Camp Nightwing and turns a summer of fun into a gruesome fight for survival." That's pretty darn accurate. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you want to give us, Alison? You want to give us a little bit more in-depth, uh, like, kind of description of what what's happening in this movie? You mean like the entire movie? <laughs> yes. Can you break do down it the briefly? Whole movie? 
Okay. Just in like so four <laughs> sentences. A, okay. Well, all right. I, I I'm can't. saying four sentences. She'll say ten. I'm gonna say nineteen. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So in this movie, we pick up exactly where the first movie left off, which is with Dina, Josh, and a restrained Sam. Uh, they go to see Berman's house, uh, and they talk with her about basically. Is it over? Are we going to be fine? And C. Berman regales them with the tale of what happened in 1978 at her summer camp when the same thing essentially happened. Killers, Sarah Fear, all this tension, shady side people being targeted, Sunnyvale kids getting ignored. I hate Sunnyvale, by the way. And then in the end, we are left with... What are we left with? (laughs) Something big. Something big, but why don't we work our way to it? Okay. Yeah, fine. But basically, yes, the movie is mostly a flashback of C. Berman's teen years, the horrible events that happened at the camp. Which I, I don't know, I'm not like the biggest fan of a whole movie being told in flashback, but this was amazing. This was, I, I loved it. I I don't know why. Yeah, it made sense. Um, I had I had one question, but I'll bring it up at the end or I'll, whenever it comes up organically. Um, it was great. It, it was it was fun. It was very gruesome, <laughs> but yeah, like a, a fun gruesome. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> okay. It, it absolutely does. It was not a saw or hostile gruesome. No. It was 1978 mm-hmm. karaoke camp gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also like. Will like be upfront. Like children get murdered in this one. Uh, you don't necessarily see any of the children get murdered, but you, you know specifically it's do not see the children yeah. get murdered. Yeah, which I appreciate. I, like I, but then again, everyone else you do see get murdered is technically a teenager. So it's like, where's yeah. your line, Netflix? They're, they're, they're kids too. <laughs> I mean, but I understand. But yeah, the, like, the teenagers ch- have been getting murdered for decades. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's natural. I don't have a problem with it. It's I don't part have a of life. Um. But uh, yeah. Do we want to just get into get um, into it where the movie starts? Can we please um, talk about the weirdness that is C. Berman. Yeah, because yes. I, I want to know. Do we? I don't know if I missed it in my two watches, but do we figure out what's going on with her clocks? So we open up and she has a wh- whole wall of alarm clocks, and they're going off, and and she's doing things. It around is like her two house. walls. It is a corner cabinet. Listen, yes. Listen, they don't all go off at once. One no. of them at a time goes off. They're like they're in yeah. um they're in sections. Like one is for one time, one is for another. Yeah. I it so it is not explained, but I I believe that she just is suffering from insane ptsd and has developed ocd and this is how she that's how she makes sure that she does all her things that she needs to do yeah because the only thing i can think of maybe she goes into like trances and the only way for the for her to break the trance is for like regular alarms to go off i'm not sure but to back up your ocd theory um multiple c oh wait Oh, wait, hang on. I just saw something that I missed the first time. It zoomed in on the clock. She went to go um, turn it off before that. On her her coffee table is a uh, remote and a box of cigarettes perfectly aligned. The note from Sheriff Good, which, by the way, C. Berman was the one who got the note from Sheriff Good. And an ashtray full of cigarette butts that are aligned absolutely in a row. No, no, like anything. But so obviously that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. 
okay. sure if I missed anything because I, I, it seemed to be important to her world and I yeah. didn't understand why. Yeah, I think it's just like, um, like you know, flavor for her character um, mm-hmm. to show that she's like, something's very wrong. Um, yeah, so, I have no idea why she's got all those other than to remind her of daily life. I got very excited as soon as we saw her because it is Gillian Jacobs, who I love. Um, she Most people know her from Community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love her from the Netflix show Love. So here's a shout out to the show Love. You should watch Love on Netflix. I think it ran for like two seasons, two or three. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's very, very good. She's in it. And she plays a character named Mickey. So there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so she's got some stuff going on. Um, she also has a dog named Major Tom, which yes. again. So, okay, so we're. So yeah, to, talk, to, talk, to, talk about. Yeah, go yeah, where you're so, going. Okay, so where I'm going with this is I was going to ask you guys. Um, it seems clear to me that the movie wanted it to be a big reveal at the end that uh, the redheaded child was C. Berman, even though she's called Ziggy in the yeah. past. Were any of you surprised by that? Um, I was I was not surprised only okay, well there the scene with the axe going into the sternum, I was like, <laughs> um, there's no way that person is surviving that. Oh, so okay. therefore the and then I realized. But up till then, no, I did not realize. Oh, see, I knew because she had a dog named uh Major Tom. And then the kid in the flashback immediately is named Ziggy. So I'm like, okay, well, you're you're the David Bowie fan. Yeah. And also, one thing I liked from the very beginning before we kind of get into the flashback mm-hmm. is, again, talking about the soundtrack. That we're in the 90s, and they play um, the Nirvana cover, the live cover, of um, The Man Who Sold the World. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a callback later to that in the seventies of the original uh, David Bowie version. Well done. I just thought that was well done. That's, that's really well done. Yeah. I was confused because in all of the promos leading up to this, it was very clear that she was Ziggy. She was the redheaded girl. Like that's what was alluded to. So when they, when they had this, this slight thing where you learned that her sister's name starts with a C and I was like, Oh, that's C Berman. Okay. And then I struggled through the whole movie to make it fit because it didn't fit to me. And then when we got to the end and I was like, oh, see, we were right all along. She Also, you guys are uh, perhaps not as familiar with Gillian Jacobs, but the kid that they cast to be Ziggy, oh my God, she acts just like her. She's from Stranger Things. It, the Mother I, Stranger she, Things kid. They just loaded this with kids from Stranger Things. Okay, so yeah, I uh, obviously you know we're talking about the, the the story is is made to guide us to the knowledge that the person that we're talking to see berman is cindy berman who is sort of framed as the uh main protagonist of the flashback but it's not it's ziggy who even i i will say in the beginning of the flashback i was like why is it framing her sister as more of a protagonist than it is cindy but I just dismissed it because, you know, and I didn't see any of the trailers. I didn't see any of the promotional stuff. So no, I, went I mean, I hadn't either. It just it just felt more like, I don't know, it, everything was pointing to the the redhead kid being her. But anyway, I, I that's besides the point. It. it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter. So Ziggy's real name, by the way, is Christine. So she's she's C. Berman. She's also you know? C. Berman. Yeah. yeah. 
But if um, if they were really trying to like trick the audience, that felt like very lazy. But maybe yeah. it worked on like some teenagers that were watching. Excuse the movie, me, it I worked on me. I just said it did. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't like you didn't know for sure. You weren't no. like I doubt I that your your jaw dropped and you were like, oh, well, she's zebra. No, no, it was <laughs> yeah. more of a like, no, yep, yeah, I I knew it, I knew it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I saw it, I saw it coming. But in the beginning, yeah. I just accepted the Cindy, you know. But no, okay. Also, were you, were you expecting Sam to break out of the bathroom during the entire flashback? So I was. No. <laughs> no. Um, so we were just saying that uh, uh, Dina and Josh brought Sam, a very angry, tied up Sam, to see Berman's house. They essentially break in and ask her, like, you know, how are you still alive? What happened? And C. Berman launches into the flashback of Camp Nightwing in uh, 1978. Yep. Yes, and what a splendid time we have at Camp Nightwing. Yes. And there's just so much, there's so many people that fall into place and so many questions and answers that fall into place. I'm just, yeah. I'm so, you know I'm, what I will say so about happy. this movie compared to the first one? Um, and, you know, I'm not even knocking the first one necessarily for this, but all I loved meeting every single character in this yes. movie. Yes. Yes. Like they were all interesting and like, I was invested in what was going to happen to them. I might have hated them. I might have been happy when certain things happened to them. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it Who was still hate? like. Who did you hate? Sheila. Oh, Sheila, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. The bully Anybody girl. Else? And then, I mean, pretty much everybody from Sunnyvale. <laughs> yeah, all of the Sunnyvale. Except for, I except hated for them. Uh, Sheriff Will. Good. Uh, no, uh, uh, Nick, what, what Nick, is his name? Nick. 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 Nick Good. Nick oh, Goody. oh, yes. Okay. So while we're sort of in the transition between 90s and 70s right now, something that you. So, um, C Bourbon, Ziggy adult version in the 90s is watching tv and you hear the the news report talking about what happened in the first movie um and then she gets up to go start doing her other things checking the locks and whatnot and you see on the tv behind her that there is an a local ad running for the mayor of uh, sunnyvale running for re-election and his name is will good and then when we go to Yes, and when we go to the flashback, um, and there are a bunch of kids bullying Ziggy, to put it lightly, um, yeah, the boy that's there is Will. Will yeah, Good. Yeah, I, I, I hate them all. I, they're <laughs> all terrible, and I'm mad at Sarah Fear for targeting these poor shady siders. So, but um, yeah. So we we'll, we'll we, find out why. Okay, I, I can't wait because I don't know. I, <laughs> I hate the Sunny Valers so much. <laughs> Um, so, but I, I like want to talk about. <laughs> I don't. Can we? Yes. Skipping ahead, but I want to like talk about the answers to our questions from the last one. Okay. Because okay. that's what was most exciting for me to be like. It's because she bled on the bone. Or, oh like, yeah, right. Yeah. Because they have to, you know, bury the bones together. And I'm sorry. I know this is skipping ahead, but I'm just no, so that's excited. Fine. We can jump around. I also enjoyed that too. I wasn't like confused about the rules of like why things were happening. Exactly. Maybe some of that was because we were already primed a little bit from the first one. I think so. But the first one was also just like, I it ended and I was like very confused even with the little information that they had picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, even though there are still questions, I wasn't like confused about anything. Yeah, the first one was like the 
like the first if if we look at the entire trilogy i feel like the first movie was the clickbait title it was like all in not i'm not trying to like i love the first movie i enjoyed the second one more but it was very like enticing it was a lot of information thrown at us to hook us in to get our attention to to make us want more to make us like oh i need to know more about this whereas you know we have like the meat of the actual like whatever article being the second movie that's why yeah. i know that movie 3 is going to be this like i hope totally satisfying conclusion you know so leaving part one and being like oh i need to know this i need to know more yeah i mean that was their intention they did a good job i understand that that was their intention i just think the first one left me less feeling like oh boy i want to know more and if there were certain parts of it that felt more like i don't know i don't know how to explain it it just it didn't feel like well orchestrated uh mystery it felt like a little bit of like confusion and like i wasn't able to fill in some gaps that i should have been able to um that was you the feeling did. i was very proud of you i was so excited because i was like oh, the nosebleeds are when they get close to the bones oh, oh my right. God. Yeah. yeah you're right i was like so excited for you guys when that happened <laughs> well because that's why uh that that's why um she uh adina's nose started bleeding they were driving by the bones yeah although not everybody's nose was bleeding so i wonder if it maybe targets like Mickey had mentioned. It maybe targets certain people in like high emotion, mm. but you know, it has to be shady side, right? Yeah, it has to be shady. Maybe siders. that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Ugh. and then the the okay. So the the last time we had a long discussion about what triggers the event of all of the killers returning, and yep. that has to do we figure out in this one with bleeding on the bones. Yes. She bleeds, they did, or the different girls, they bleed onto the bones physically. And I think that's so weird and random and I love it. It's so like yeah. kind of gross and spooky. And yeah. I, that, I was just so thrilled. I was like, oh, that's the connection. I'm happy. Yeah. This well, is a that, happy I mean, revelation. <laughs> obviously, that's why the killers seek out their blood is because their blood is what they're linked to now. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's, oh. Yes, it's great. <laughs> great. It kind of, I'm sorry, I'm just also being like, it kind of did just perfectly make all of it make sense. Yeah. Yes. I want to go watch the first one again after watching all three of them and like pick up pieces that I, you know, didn't, you know, notice any. But can we just, can we talk about the uh, really gruesome bullying scene, abusive bullying scene in the beginning of the flashback? We meet Ziggy running through the woods for some reason and she gets clotheslined by the future. I will. Yeah. The future mayor of of <laughs> Sunnyvale, he like holds his arm out. He gives her a nosebleed, so there's some symbolism right there. And they tie her up to the tree that they that Sarah Fear was hung at. And sh- we meet Sheila, who I hate with all of my <laughs> being, who is like, "Oh, you're like the witch. You're the witch. You're oh, you stole money. You're poor. You're shady side scum." She takes out a lighter and she holds it to Ziggy's arm, says she's going to light her on fire. She only gets as far as burning her, like she legit burns her before Nick Goody, or is it Goody or Good? It's good. good. It's good. I, 
I w- listening to the last episode, I was like, oh my god. Because like, I knew it was pronounced good, but I just kept saying goody through the whole yeah, episode. I, I don't know why no my reason. brain isn't, yeah. But like, he, <laughs> he comes up and he's like, Will, you better stop or I'm gonna tell dad and then your debate club, like whatever chances or I don't know, whatever has to deal with his like future mayoral. But it's just like, Will is like holding down Ziggy's leg while she's being burned like what a what a monster i hate more of i hate these sunnyvale kids more than i ever hated or even have any fathom of hate for seraphir seraphir she's fine whatever <laughs> Ugh. Do, you, do you feel better now do you feel better now i did yeah, comes yeah. and at, with uh oh what is the other counselor's name i don't know the douchey he's guy the kendall i don't know yeah. oh my god he's so funny um Oh man, what is his name? He's anyway. such a stereotypical blonde, like blue-eyed, like football captain, like yeah, he's just the kind of counselor. Yeah. Here's my whistle. Foot, foot, you're out. You know, just like ugh. Um, but they come and break it up. Uh, Ziggy almost gets kicked out of camp, but Nick convinces the head Kurt. counselor to his name Kurt. is Kurt. Yeah, oh Kurt. Is, yeah, Kurt. Yeah, such a um, yeah perfect name. He, Convinces him to give her one more chance. Then he's next, I think a bad character. I feel like we should. Call, he's not like a bad person. He's just kind of a jerk. Oh yeah, he's just a douchebag. Yeah, like he's just a. He doesn't do anything like abusive to the campers or anything. Yeah. He, he's just a douchey guy. He's a douchey huge dude, douche bro. Bag. Yeah, but he's not like evil like Sheila. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, God. well, um, Sheila and, and all her friends and and Nick, not Nick, no, um. Will. God, why do they all have single syllable names with four letters? Because uh, they're probably bit... going to have the same names in 1666. Oh, whoa. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I will give you $10 if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, maybe. I mean, Nicholas could be an old name. William is an old name. Um, sure. Kurtoffer. Kurt, well, Kurt not Hart. Kurt. He probably no. won't exist back then. No. Ziggy. Anyway, Z- what's that? Ziggy, yep, old Ziggy, matron yeah. Ziggy, old uh, timey so Ziggy. Yeah, so we get some we get some scenes after this at Camp Nightwing. It's a good time. It looks like a great camp, guys. Like, I mean, no, no camp is a great camp. Well, this looks. I like had a, great a good camp. time at camp, and this reminded me of camp. The good part. I never parts. went to camp. We have to we talk about the money. nurse. We have to, she's yes. next. She's yeah. Well, next okay. Beast. Did we not meet Cindy next? But Oh, did we? I thought it was after. We can, yeah. Let's go to the nurse. Let's just go. Oh, to the yeah. Nurse. We do need a few extra characters, but we, we can come back. So we we just met Kurt, the bastard douchebag camp counselor for the Sunnyvale kids, because they're divided by their town, I guess. No, we they're not meet... divided. But they're not divided by the town. They just divide for color war. Yeah, but so like the head counselor for the uh, shady side kids, I don't remember her name, but she's like an absolute moonchild. She's right. like she's also she's not the head counselor for the shady side. She's well, just a counselor, and she's from shady side. Yeah, but they're the two that make like the speeches about the color war yeah, teams. But I just so, I just want to make it clear that the camp is not segregating the campers by okay town. <laughs> But I'm just saying, for the point of like distinction, she is the shady side figurehead. She's from shady side, yes. and uh, she is—I don't know—maybe the most senior. I don't. Anyway, so she's just like smoking weed, like at the like cafeteria table. She's like totally. She's. I love her. I adore her. I just. I wish we had more of her. <laughs> her name's Joan. Oh, Joan. 
think she just ends up taking that role because the other kids are always elsewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cindy and Tommy and the others just aren't always around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cindy, yep, Cindy and Tommy. And they're cleaning the outhouse, which is full of red, full of red moss, which did you guys remember the red moss right away? Yeah. Okay. No, no, but you what? know what? That whole thing, the weird moss and the weird whatever it is at the bottom of the, in the cave, uh-huh. is, I, have you guys played the new Resident Evil game? No. Because it is the my site from that game. Like, it is oh, the exact Oh, it's same very Resident Evil, yes. Story, oh. it is the living. so close, it thing, just drives me crazy. Breathing, yeah. fleshy things. <laughs> You, it creates monsters and yeah, yeah it was yeah. so i was like oh my god was this like to the point where i was like was this copied did somebody copy <laughs> someone else this is the mega my site why is this happening but oh, yeah funny. anyway it is very resident evil i feel like there's another game that i'm trying to think of that has uh, like another horror game that has like fleshy living stuff around you that you can't touch silent hill maybe i don't know yeah i feel like it's it's a it's a it's a common trope so uh where were we okay so we meet cindy cindy berman Mm -hmm. um who perhaps if you're in the audience you would assume she is c berman yeah um and she's cleaning the outhouse with her boyfriend tommy who is so nice he is so nice like cindy as a person with anxiety i'm not as like anxious as cindy uh or like uptight quote unquote but um it would be nice it's just nice to have a person around who's like hey it's it's okay don't worry about it everything will be all right he's a very sweet he's her boyfriend he's he's a very sweet partner um they clearly care about each other very a great deal cindy is extremely anxious she is very prissy she is very like you know oh i got you know i got this red moss on my shirt dang it she's very like put together she's clearly very um concerned with appearances i don't just mean like her physical body i mean with um her appearance as a good person Mm. and that that is a new development for her Mm -hmm. yes yes. she was not always like this well maybe to a certain extent but so uh and then do we we know do we know why uh do we know why Tommy is that ever explained? Oh, why uh, he was like chosen? Yeah. Do we, did we get any I, explanation no, about why no. it's these specific people? Okay. Oh, and we learn pretty, pretty quick because in the only two people that we meet next are, um, is it Sue? What is her Who's name? Sue? The girl, Sue? the girl, the, the, the short blonde hair girl. Alice. Alice. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sue, I don't Sue. know. I don't know. And then what's her boyfriend's name? Al- um, Alfie. Albie? Al- Alfie? Hold on. I think I it's it. Alfie. No, it's... uh. Yeah, Arnie. So with- Arnie. 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 I'm so bad with names. Okay. It has the worst CG blood death scene I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, that was the only time where I was like, oh, that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. The rest was great. <laughs> So um, uh, Alice and Arnie uh, are like, I guess, supposed to be stereotypical, like the like bad kids, like they are having sex first off when they should be working. They're stoned out of their minds. They aren't doing their responsibilities. We're just setting up the framework for who these characters are. That's essentially all it is. And Cindy is very, like, taken aback. There's a reference to something happening in the past between Cindy and Alice and that's it. And then we meet Ziggy with Nurse Lane. Lane. 
And yeah. th- that name is quite familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she is the mother of Ruby Lane. Yep. Yeah. Which they the killer. Yeah. They don't avoid that at all. They go right into it. Nurse Lane is like one of the first things she says. She's like, here's some ointment for your burn, Ziggy. By the way, my daughter was a murderer. <laughs> seven seven kids and herself she killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in case you forgot that all the kids are weirded out by this. Let me remind yeah. you. And she's, you know, clearly a woman who's struggling. She, her, I mean, her daughter killed people and herself. That would, that would make any, any parent full of despair and depression, let alone the, like, circumstances well, around it. But she seems, it seems Ziggy notices and um, some other people notice later that there's something extra wrong with um, Nurse Lean on this well, day. She's acting yes. different than usual. She's spacey. Um, yeah. And and Ziggy finds stuff on Nurse Lane's desk before Nurse Lane gives her the ointment, because Nurse Lane wasn't there right away. Um, she finds like booklets, like information, drawings of this like very I mean, we as the audience switch stuff. It's switch stuff. stuff. <laughs> but Ziggy is like, Oh, this is creepy. I don't necessarily know what this is, but we see the article about Ruby Lane, and we see um, a symbol, with, which is called the Witch's Mark, and that plays a big part later. And then Nurse Lane and Ziggy's talking to her, and and, and Ziggy's, I really love Ziggy, guys, because she even says to Nurse Lane, she's like, "Hey, you seem a little like off. Are you okay?" Like, I don't know. I just I like that little touch of her actually caring about the the camp nurse. I don't know. Well- it was implied that they already had a sort of, um, like, friendship. connection. Yeah, yeah like a friendship. Outcasts. Yeah. What happens next? We find out that the camp is getting ready for a color war. Oh, um, yeah. Which is Shady Side against Sunnyvale. Yes. Um, and, um... We also get a scene of Cindy and Ziggy, uh, just as a, a relationship set up. They... Ziggy does not like her sister Cindy. Cindy feels like she doesn't know who Ziggy is and she's disappointed in her. Like they are at they are they are at ends with each other. They are buddy you know, heads. You know what I liked about that? Um their like confrontation mm-hmm. was that they both made a lot of sense to me. And yeah. I um I really appreciated that. Like they I could see why they weren't getting along and Ziggy this like younger sister is already like such a uh like nihilist at this point and mm-hmm. is like nothing matters why should i care about anything you you go around and you saved all your summer money to buy a stupid polo shirt and now you're upset that you got a stain on it mm-hmm. and none of it matters none of this matters we're we're all cursed and ruined because we're from a, a crappy town and we're never going to leave this town and you should just like quit your dreams of ever doing that yeah, and just accept it Cindy Cindy just wants to get out of town and she wants to try to do her best to um be a good person and do everything right so that she will have a chance to not end up like everybody from her town. Uh and so it's I, I like so sad. Yeah, I liked that little like back and forth because I um oh, and that happens just before um Ziggy goes is going into her cabin because uh Sheila told her, Hey, uh something something happened uh yeah. in your cabin to your stuff. You you might want to go check that out. Yeah. Somebody did something. 
And she goes into her cabin and there's all this graffiti written about Ziggy being yeah. a witch, being a monster, being a slut, I think it says. Yeah, um, slut, witch, Ziggy, or whatever. Man, yeah. it's it's ugh, it's awful. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So after we also, that, we have the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, then there's a scene of of Cindy with Tommy... Oh yeah, um, yeah, in the they're they're like cleaning the mess hall. I think they are um, cleaning the mess hall. This is essentially that we get right into it in this episode. This is the catalyst for the entire episode? episode. No, 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 this this movie. Um, we get like right into it, and this this uh, so Cindy's cleaning. She's arguing about her sister. Tommy's there. He's helping. Cindy gets so worked up that she breaks her sponge, which I didn't yeah. realize it was possible to snap a sponge in half. It must have been a very sturdy way. Anyway, she goes into the back. She goes to find another sponge. She wipes her wet hands off on a burlap sack, which comes into play later. And she notices that there's a drawer open. And it's a big drawer full of very sharp knives, which I feel like those should should be secured in a camp full of children. <laughs> but whatever. It's the 70s. She, it's the 70s. Well, like, even if you're just working in that kitchen, you're not going to put all of the knives like that in loose in a drawer. It's yeah. so hard. So no. she closes the drawer. She goes back out. It's kind of tense. It's She's looking for Tommy. She thought she heard somebody creeping around. And then you know she goes back out. She's like, Tommy? And he's right behind her. Everything's fine. But it's not fine. Okay, because, continue. <laughs> because Nurse Lane appears in the doorway. She says, I'm sorry, but I can't save you. And she says to Tommy, I saw your name on the wall, and one way or another, you are going to die tonight. And then she stabs Tommy. Or where she tries to. She tries to. She, she tries, tries to, to stab okay. him. He fights her off and he mm-hmm. he pushes her off. She kind of hits her head on one of the tables and is sort of out. Um but if there was any question of who was going to be the Camp Axe murderer, uh, yeah. I think we know what's going to happen next. Yeah, so they, they take away Nurse Lane. Uh, did she? Did Nurse Lane die? No, they take her away in a stretcher. She she's just, just unconscious, head. right? Yeah, it's a movie. She hit her head, so she's not dead. Yeah, she's just unconscious. You don't die well, from hitting your head in a movie, ever. No, no, never, never, never. <laughs> um, you just instantly go unconscious. So they're talking to the cops. And Cindy's trying to be good and tell the cop what happened. And, you know, it's, it, you know, she she realizes, um, she looks to Ziggy off in the foreground and she realizes, oh, Ziggy said that Nurse Lane was acting weird. Maybe I should talk to her and find out what she meant. But <laughs> um, so then there's like the pre-color ward meeting that happens and uh, Kurt is kind of pumping up the the sunny veilers is like we've never lost we're never gonna lose we always win he's like getting really into it all the kids are clapping and then uh uh what's joan. her name joan joan comes up to like say gee that was a really neat speech <laughs> and uh she says we're gonna try our best and even if we lose that's okay <laughs> We still participated. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I love Joan. She's just so like, she does not give a shit. But she does, <laughs> she does, for whatever reason, want to have sex with with Kurt. She right. finds him very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> shagadelic, um, she says. Yeah, yo, yeah, shagadelic. Uh, the, I was, I if I didn't already hate the Sunnyvalers, I would, inst- I would hate them at this point. Because when Kurt is talking, so, um. 
Shady Siders have blue color and the Sunny Valers have the red color. Um, so he's like, this is a battle of red versus blue, good versus evil. And he, <laughs> oh God, I'm just like, are you serious? Like, shut up. <laughs> you can see the, the, the champion um, uh, flags behind him and Sunnyvale has like 40 wins on it already. And the, the Shady Side flag doesn't have any. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Um, oh. There is uh, at the counselor's table uh, amongst, you know, uh, let's see. So we've got Tommy and Cindy and then um, Gary, who is another counselor, and Joan um, are kind of talking. And once again, like in the first movie, Gary and Joan are just kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe it was the witch that got made Nurse Lane go crazy. And they're just like laughing. Um it's just like another example of like them sort of like re- really taking things lightly. Yeah. Um, Tommy's really shook up and he hit his head as well. And, or, or like in the scuffle, like he, he got a head injury too. And so he's a little out of it. Um, but yeah, Cindy just wants to figure out why nurse lane behaved that way because she doesn't want to, um, she's not, She's taking it seriously, and she does not accept that, like, oh, it's just... She has to just find happens. a rational experience, yeah. uh, explanation for it, because if it's just, you know, like, it, it can't be a curse because Cindy can't believe in that. It can't be that she was, you know, mentally troubled because, for well, whatever no, I reason... Think she's, she would accept that she was mentally troubled. I think Cindy's thing is she... Everyone else is uh, totally fine with when bad things happen there to just shrug and say, whatever, our town is cursed or whatever. It just happened. But Cindy can't accept that because if she accepts that the town is just cursed, like Ziggy does, like everything's just cursed, bad things happen to us, there's nothing we can do, then she would not be as hopeful that she could ever get out. Yeah, she can't give in to that kind of despair. She she can't accept it. Yeah. <sighs> So um, um yeah, after the... you got you guys get so into like their their <laughs> emotions, and I'm like, in I want to talk about blood. Ziggy and Cindy are talking. Z- Ziggy is in like the arts and crafts room, and she's preparing for that whole carry bucket scenario. <laughs> yeah, that was like, great. Elsewhere, they're like having this in depth discussion while she's setting up, like she's getting paint <laughs> and a bucket, yeah. and she's like preparing to get back at that other girl. And I yeah. just love it she's just so focused and that's what she's doing and we don't yep. pay any attention to that we're having an emotional discussion but she's about to carry a girl yeah i, I can talk it. about that too stacy there's room <laughs> in our hearts for both the blood and the love but uh, uh <laughs> but, yeah well it's uh, not pig's blood it's just paint but then she just doesn't paint. even end up using that so. which we're starting to get as cindy's trying to figure all this out and she even goes so far to look in a nurse lane's drawer at, like in her office is Tommy is having like moments where he's like disassociating. So oh, he yeah. like he's hearing voices. He's hearing a voice say his name. But interestingly enough, he's not like instantly possessed by Sarah Fear or whatever like we've seen in the first movie. So in the first movie, Ryan heard the voice and then minutes later was in full skull mask garb and was murdering. And then it, Sam heard the voice he, and he could have moments... been hearing it for some time. We don't yeah, know Yeah, he that. could have been oh, hearing it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm assuming okay. it's not a, a quick thing. I'm assuming it's gradual and we yeah. just don't see it. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I can get behind that. But good because I, I think I, that's I think that's how it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better agree with me. <laughs> I need to get one right too. <laughs> I mean, it might be. It might just be this. You know, Sam had been hearing it like and just like Tommy's not acknowledging it. He hears it and then he shakes his head and he's like, "Oh, it's nothing." So you are probably absolutely right. So they all, uh, uh, Cindy, Tommy, Arnie, Arnie, and Alice all meet up in the mess hall, and Cindy finds an unlabeled bottle of pills. They're in the nurse's office. Oh, the right, the nurse's office. Yeah. Um, they also find the book. Yep, mm-hmm. and they find the book, and um, Alice because Nurse Lean has been like investigating the whole, bo- like we talked about it a little bit, but she's been like really investigating and and i'm going to assuming i'm going to assume like uh spelunking yeah yep (laughs) but Um, because she's now we've now got more of the backstory of sarah fear mm -hmm. and this is where we learned that her hand was separated from her body now in this instance they talk about she did it she sacrificed like for the devil and cut her hand from her body and mm-hmm. I don't know I, I feel like there's questions about whether this is actually what happened or not right right because and um we the only history that any of these characters have about this is the history that the villagers just like in real life uh yep. when you know before there was um newspapers and photography and um you were just going on the stories that people were telling over and over again. So mm-hmm. the villagers way back then, they told their version of what actually happened. Uh, and who knows how accurate that is. Yes, because the story is Sarah Fear cut off her hand for the devil in exchange for eternal life. And, and to powers, end or stronger powers. Yeah, to like end this curse, you have to reunite the hand with the body. Mm-hmm. And my whole question is, did she actually sacrifice for the devil? Like, are right. we going to learn that she, like, I think Allison mentioned this in the last one. Is she actually the victim here? Right. Did she well, sacrifice? Well, Ricky, uh, just the other day, mentioned, he was like, you know what my theory is? And I was like, what? And I want this here for posterity because I don't want him, I want him to know that I, <laughs> I'm giving him credit if he's right. And he's usually right about this stuff. Uh, he said that the person who had the deal with the devil was the pastor of the original village who sacrificed Seraphir as a victim to create the the pact. Um, and that he's the one who's been orchestrating this the entire time because his family line is the good family. And they're the ones who are basically continuing this. Um, they're sacrificing shady siders over and over and over again is what's going on. So I don't, I'm not quite on board with that whole concept, but I agree with pieces of it because the Sunnyvalers are so like, they suck. Sunnyvalers <laughs> suck. They are awful. I hate them. They're terrible. They're, I, I hate them so much. And the shady siders are like these laboratory mice caught in a maze with no hope of ever getting out, you know, just, yeah. Ugh. I, I do agree that it seems that, definitely one way or the other whoever it's for mm-hmm. shady ciders you know every whatever amount of time not like a set amount of time but um shady ciders are consistently it seems sacrificed for yeah. some reason 
And I, I, I do believe that that is going to be ultimately, you know, whoever it is for, that is the reason that they keep killing is that yeah. whatever, whatever power may be needs more sacrifice, more shady side blood. Um, because, because, um, unless the pastor was a quote unquote, uh, Sunnyvale didn't exist back then. It was all, it was all one town called Union, by the way. Oh, yes. We learned that in, in part, in this movie, that Shadyside and Sunnyvale used to be one town called Union, which, you know, is very apt. And then I don't know why they split, but I'm sure we'll find out in, um, part, part three. Yeah. I, I kind of am hoping that, um, it has to do, well, maybe not. I don't know, but it might uh, be as simple as the rich folks made Sunnyvale and the poor folks stayed behind the shady side. Well, I don't even know if it's that. I think maybe there's like there's obviously some conflict that happens way back then, mm-hmm. um, and between the families or or something like that. Um, but yeah, the goods, the goods. I'm very interested to see what their history is. Um, and did you guys get the impression in this film that um, Nick knows a lot more about it than he's letting on, even when he was a teenager? No. No? No. Because... Uh, well, here, I was just thinking about that in my head is that, like, if there is some sort of good family conspiracy or, like, you know, uh, secrets going on, I feel like adult Nick would know about them. But mm-hmm. I don't think he knows anything. I, I don't think... I think he does. Young... Really? I think he does. I've gotten the impression from the first movie and this movie that he knows more than he's let on to any of the characters. It might be, like, a family thing. Because yeah. he does mention a few times that he... I mean, he's has his destiny laid out for him. Like, I, I think their mm-hmm. dad is the sheriff, and he's expected to fill that role when yeah when they carry on but he alludes to i need to like complete the family you know i have to goal or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah. he's clearly referring to becoming the, the sheriff but in some way i could see it being more than that yeah. so maybe our stories as well he yeah i think right. i i think that there is going to be more to the good family um than just like for nick for example, I think it is more than just he has to inherit the the job of being town sheriff, like which you know that was enough. That's enough for a teenager to be stressed about. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that there, I think there's more to their. I think they know more about this curse, and uh, probably. I, I mean, in I, the books they do, but th- so I don't think it's going to be the same. Yeah, no, stuff. probably not. But um, in that's my that's my uh, okay. My, that's where you're putting your. That's your where I'm putting my, my dollar. That, Got it. That Nick knows more because if, at the end of the movie, when you know the ambulance is taking um, Ziggy away, and you know the sheriff's deputy comes over, which is he supposed to be the same character as the his his guy from the first movie? I mean, it's only it's less than twenty years later. Yeah. Yes, I bet it is. Anyway, so it's the younger <laughs> version of him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But um, he comes over and they're just sort of talking and he says, man, what happened here? And Nick has this like look on his face just right after Ziggy says the the witch is real, the curse is real, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Do you believe me? And Nick says to the deputy, Tommy just went crazy. 
Yeah. I thought and he, he was trying to protect Ziggy. I thought he was Maybe. Too. Can I just but, put one one side thing yeah. that I just remembered from the first movie that I want your guys' thoughts on? In the first movie, we have a very short scene. Like honestly, I don't remember when it happened, but we had a very short scene of of what we now know is the downstairs room of the witch. It is a room with sh- uh, stone slabs around on the walls with names on them. We see yeah. that in the first movie. We don't have any, explan- any explanation. We see a figure in all black robes that is either kneeling and doing like some sort of ritual, like like full-bodied robes like uh, on their face too. Mm-hmm. Like I assumed when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a, we're seeing a flashback of like Sarah Fear uh, and she's, you know, doing something. But all of the names on the stones means that it was a current scene. So it was a Well, yeah, because scene. Samantha's name came up. Yes. That's, yeah. So that means that somebody in 1990, was it 1984? Four. Uh, 94 is down there doing something. Do we think that is a member of the Good family? Ooh. Maybe. Yes. I'm going to go with yes. So but I don't know. That is what made Ricky say that it's like the patriarch, like the pastor or like whatever. Because he said the the build of the person down there looked like too masculine, which obviously robes can hide a lot of stuff. But um, he said it was like too bulky. But I don't know. I just I I dismissed it when I saw it. I, I obviously Sam's name appeared on the rock. It told us it was current, you know, present 1990s. But my brain was just like, whoop. Uh, but like seeing that room in this movie, because the next thing that happens is uh, Arnie and Alice and Cindy and Tommy go in the woods using the map they found in Nurse Lane's uh, book to go find uh, like she has like X's witch's all over house. it. So they, yeah. Yeah, they just find the witch's house in the woods, which they can't be more. They can't be more than an hour's walk from camp. So why is this house not like well known about <laughs> why is it a hidden house in the woods that's oh, yeah. not really that far from camp so that this that... is a town that really doesn't take historical sites seriously <laughs> yeah but also i probably i i imagine maybe they just don't go into the, the deep woods that much maybe because of the like the background stigma of like you know uh, whatever so these kids just stumble upon seraphir's house and we see the room with the stones Yes, it's like down. They're down underground at this yeah, point. Yeah, they they the house itself is crumbled and gone. There's just like a, a you know stone fireplace left. Basically, somebody has ransacked it though, and there are recently melted uh, lit candles. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I assume that was Nurse Lane who did that, who had was in there recently. But what if well, it was that dude or yeah, that unnamed figure? I don't know that it was Nurse Lane down there. Because she saw the stones, she said that. But yeah, she has been down there. She well, she we know that she has been to that that spot. Um, because she had. Oh yeah, it so, seems had been digging to try to find the hand. Yeah, because we should explain that it's not just a basement room. There ends up being tunnels and stuff. Yes, yes. there's yeah. tunnels all underneath the camp, and, and it's so huge. she could have gained access another way. So maybe she didn't. Yeah, but she got all know. the books stuff. That's she true. She got. She's probably been researching since her daughter like died. She has a year's worth of accumulated stuff. It was mm-hmm. what like ten years because her daughter was in the sixties, like fifteen mm-hmm. years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's been years, um, and she's been accumulating all this information. She's been searching at the camp. Maybe she took the job to be close to the sites 
to find the witch's hand. She's been digging up locations and marking what like isn't there. I don't know what she's going as for a frame of reference. I think she's just maybe she's going based on historical information from the 1600s. Like this happened here. They this know the tree. Here. The tree is They know there. the tree. They know the tree. The hanging tree. So she's yeah. probably stemming out from that. What a, you know? what a nice feature to have at a children's summer camp. The hanging tree. Well, now what it's a nice feature mall, to have in a mall. Yes. So, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. That was amazing. Um, so, yeah, they're down in the room, and that's when they see Tommy's name on the stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my guess is this unnamed robed figure went down there, did the ritual tommy's name Mm. was put on the stone and then nurse lane went down later because i think she's the one that ransacked the place um and she saw his name and probably immediately went back to camp because it was daytime when this happened so because you know what i bet they pick the name i bet the name doesn't come from sarah fear i bet the name comes from whoever's going down there yeah they're like sacrificing a person so it has to be someone that knows tommy Guys, I'm like I'm like thinking of this as it's happening. I did not think of this when I was watching. But like yeah. so the what's so like the maybe best they way? bring down like a lock of hair or something and they're like, yeah. this is the person who will be next. Like yabba dabba do amen. And then <laughs> Because okay. they don't actually they don't actually carve the name in. That just magically happens. But um but perhaps whoever does the ritual is choosing the person. Sounds like we're oh. on to something, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. we are. I think we are. And like, because what better way to sacrifice, what better way to sacrifice, um, you know, kids or like members of the of the town is to have them do it to themselves. Yeah. Then there's no suspicion on anyone in yep. Sunnyvale. Yeah. Sunnyvale's squeaky clean. Exactly. Interesting. I like okay, our theory, but guys. Now we get... A very gruesome axe murder. Finally, Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Stacy's favorite part. Yeah. Tommy so, snapped. Yeah. Yeah. Poor sweet Tommy. He even, was so I even nice. felt kind of bad for Arnie because he wasn't. Yeah, he was, he was just lame, a but... you know, stoner guy. Yeah, none, yeah. Of them, none of them were bad. They were just they're just kids. They're honestly yeah. just kids, you know? Yeah. They're just teens. And but so he they, gets an axe yeah. to the face. And sadly, the spray is CG, but the rest yeah. of it looks great. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty pretty computerized. But they're so they're down in that room and there's like for one thing, there's a tiny little like crawl area to get into that stone room. Um the girls are in that room. I think Arnie went in but then went back out. Tommy's sitting outside and he picks up the axe and obviously kills Arnie. The girls go out and does Alice see it happen or does she see the body in the blood? I think they all see it happen. Yeah. Because Arnie came there. back in and then the girls were coming back in and right when Tommy axed him in the face. Yeah. We also have another fly buzzing around Tommy. So there's that persistent fly. I well, I right. bet in the I bet in the third movie we're gonna have a scene where we see like Grandpa Good, uh, who has like <laughs> flies buzzing around him at all times or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That. Some something I think yeah. very heavy handed, but um It is around. It's on all the killers so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. the the stone rim, by the way, was hidden behind a shelf of books. So obviously, I mean, Nurse Lane must have gone back there and then put the bookshelf back. Hey, whatever. I'm I'm not gonna think too deeply about that. But um, yeah, the girls. The there's girls a cave to, in. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's a cave in, and they think, oh, okay. Well, Tommy went crazy, and then there was a cave in on top of him. So 
that's over. But then they can hear that Tommy is still breathing. Yeah. The cave-in didn't kill him. So they're like, what the? So Tommy But they're stuck in a cave. They're trapped, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And Alice broke, like, did she break her leg or was that later? Not yet. So Um, uh, Tommy is out. Tommy Lee. They're they're the ones that are trapped. Tommy's not trapped. They're trapped underground. Eventually they find the tunnels. But so Tommy is free and loose and heading back to camp. Yeah, it's very ominous. But before we get into that horrible, ominous child murder, uh, first we get the we get the carry scene. Yeah, it's, it's not blood anymore because Nick, uh, Nick Good, who is definitely has feelings for Ziggy and seems to almost like, I don't know, resent his family, not his family. Um, it's hard to put into words. Good Nick guy. He's a good yeah, guy. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's actually good where he, he doesn't want to be like the rest of his family. He doesn't necessarily have the same beliefs his family does like he like ziggy he doesn't care about shady side versus sunnyvale he he reads stephen king (laughs) that was one yeah they do make a lot of stephen king references Mm -hmm. and of course he's adorable he likes our beloved ziggy like ziggy's made up to be this treasure and he loves her too so of course Mm -hmm. we love nick yeah but uh he's the one he says you know what paint is a little uh overplayed why don't you try something a little more serious? So uh, Ziggy and Nick lure Sheila to the outhouse, uh, the one that uh, Cindy and Tommy were cleaning earlier that has the red mold coming out of it. Uh, mold, rather. And, uh, moss. 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 Moss, sorry. The megamycete? Um, the megamycete. <laughs> and uh, Sheila goes to that, and there's candles and flowers. Because, you know, it's an outhouse. It's so romantic. Uh, oh, right. She and- thinks Kurt. Kurt left it for her? I think it's, yeah, Kurt or, you know, somebody, some her boyfriend, whatever. Some other boy, yeah. Uh, and then she goes into one of the stalls, because ooh la la, but instead of uh, Kurt, she finds a note, and she looks up, and a big old bucket full of cockroaches and tarantulas <laughs> is dumped on her. Yeah. And then she's, they lock her in the, they lock her in, I hate Sheila, so I was fine with this. I was yeah, fine with this. She this deserved is, it. Absolutely. So then, you know, we get some some lovely uh, bonding with Nick and Ziggy. And I know maybe Stacy felt this was like a little slow because it wasn't murdery, but I really liked it. I really liked them. I mean, it was just a little, a little one off. Um, yeah, it was very cute. But we had a massive emotional shift because immediately we go back to Cindy and Alice trapped in the cave. Right. Mind. Um, I don't mind that they had like connection okay. moment okay 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 i'm just making yeah, the sure the pacing was fine yeah exactly like, yeah um but uh it was i have a moment rest- i have a touching moment that i don't like later on and i, okay. I will i will let you know when that comes okay. up oh i think okay. i it might be the same one that i felt was very shoehorned in but um <laughs> so but, now i want to know no we'll get there guys <laughs> but uh the rest of the camp is playing uh they don't call it capture the flag. What do they call it? Color, Color wars. wars. Color wars. Color yeah. war, uh, which is capture the flag essentially. And yeah. um, uh, I don't know if this is before or after whatever anyone else was going to hit next. But there's a sweet young little camper named Jeremy. Oh. And he's a shady cider, and he's in charge of being the jailer for their team and like protecting the flag. And uh. <laughs> 
He's adorable. This is he's so cute. So he has some some folks in jail. Like, and he's of trying to make gonna lose. Why would you leave him in charge of the the jail? I know. I know. Come oh, on. did you guys notice earlier when like uh this was just like a little moment to show that like Tommy was starting to like go out of it. He was like talking to the team and he mm-hmm. was like who's our jailer and it was Jeremy. And Jer- Jeremy calls Tommy the counselor, Mr. Slater. <laughs> yeah, Tommy so Slater. He, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so he he's in this room. I don't remember what room he's in. The work wood shop or something. Yeah, like it's, a, it's yeah, it's like the wood shop. And um, honestly, just you know, he, if you if you have any shady ciders that you are fans of, you just kind of have to acknowledge that it's not going to go well for them. Yeah, I mean, he was the only camper I think that got a name. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So his his uh his captives get free and then he's alone and Tommy Tommy is covered in blood and he has axe and he's like wet for some reason and oh he just he chops him up wet for some reason maybe he's sweating maybe he chops him right up he is wearing a jacket yes yeah it makes him so sad but it's great tommy looks awesome he looks awesome through this whole thing he looks very menacing infinitely cooler when he gets the bag on his head but still yeah well i mean i was wondering the whole time i was like where's the bag tommy i was surprised and it kind of made it like another layer of scariness that he didn't have the bag on when he was doing all these kills because like all these kids knew him yeah Yeah. even jeremy said before he killed him he was like mr slater and then he like rushed up and asked them, Oh my god, I hated that. Oh, I loved Jeremy. Sweet Jeremy. <laughs> so we go back to uh Ziggy and Nick. They're still talking and they, you know, almost kiss, I guess, but they kiss. Do they? Yeah. They kiss and then uh, they get interrupted that like color war's over, there's an emergency, and somebody oh, has that's... found Jeremy. Okay, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Um The pool of blood and the glasses. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Ziggy so, and Nick are like, "Holy cow! Okay, everybody, get to the get to the cafeteria. Everybody, get there!" No, and they and panic. Can... And you guys, it's a whole other case of where are the adults in this film? <laughs> yeah, there are none. Could, essentially, I and they have no control over this camp. They, there's they, actually they... literally no adults at the camp. <laughs> it's just the counselors. And at this point, they're rounding up kids and sticking them in the mess hall, and they like count. I think like 20 and the other counselor is like, so that's like 30 missing. Yeah. So they're missing a ton of kids. They don't yeah. know where half the counselors are. And I just love that. It's, I don't yeah. know. It's just a mess. Yep. Oh, so God. Nick and Gary, poor Gary, go out mm-hmm. to uh, try to find the, um, the everyone else who's missing, at least the counselors that are missing. And after they leave the, uh, Sheila's little henchmen come up to Ziggy and are like, what'd you do with her? What'd you do with her, you witch? And Ziggy's like, what are you talking about? And I had totally forgotten about this, too. And they're like, where's Sheila? And Ziggy's like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, she's probably the safest person in the in the toilet at this yeah, point. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah she yeah. should have just, like, hung out, ignored the bugs, stayed quiet. <laughs> While this is happening, though, we go back to Cindy and Alice and they figure out that because uh, as Cindy's like wandering around, she figures out that in the book with the map, the stone area that they're in is literally uh, a giant like maze and they have the map 
in the book, the witch's the witch's mark symbol is the the map to the maze. So they start using it to get around, and they find in the middle a giant pulsating bound of flesh. That yeah, is it's beating. the megamite. <laughs> it's like it's like a giant heart or something. So and Alice, lots of flies. Can't lots the of flies. flies. Alice touches it and when she t- I don't know why she does this brave ass well, she girl. seemed to be in a little bit of a trance near it too okay not that, completely that's fair. but she was like hypnotized almost you know that's a fair point so she touches I think she would have touched it anyway because she's just like a reckless girl but yeah she, <laughs> she's curious she's yeah. she's headstrong and curious and she don't give no hex but mm-hmm. so she touches it and she sees all the like not necessarily all the murders but she sees the murders, I think in backwards chronological order, that have happened under the 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 leadership of, you know, leadership of the witch. So she sees it all happen. And then she sees Seraphir, like cut up and whatever, which Seraphir was hung, so I don't know why she was cut up. Um Wait, she sees Seraphir cut up? Yeah, there's a scene. I'm. Uh, she's like, oh, maybe it's just rope marks around her neck. But it looks like on her like collarbones is like cut marks. But it might wow. just be the rope marks from be- her being hung. Unless yeah. something else happened instead of her just being hung. We'll find out. Um, she also sees a bunch of what I'm assuming are residents of the village in six in the 1600s, like people in like uh uh not pilgrim clothing, but uh you know. Colonial colonial type clothing yes so i don't know which is odd because this is supposed to be in ohio yeah i won't question it i (laughs) won't question it it. yeah it's fine (laughs) but so oh so like this is apparently i don't know i I would stab the heck out of this thing if i saw it i was like "Mm -mm, no um, mm -mm, no 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 but no, they just they just walk away from it. Well, they leave she, it. No, no, they don't walk away. She's run. freaking out and she starts seeing things with her eyes open. She starts seeing all the dead people. That's so what she's I mean, that's what, yeah. She's she doesn't walk away. She runs screaming into the darkness. Well, yes, that's, that's how she breaks her ankle. Yeah, she falls yes. and breaks her ankle. But what I mean is they well, don't like stay and hang around it. Right. Yeah. And to be clear, she doesn't like twist her ankle. She snaps her leg and her bone is sticking through <laughs> yeah. this is probably I, the goriest thing in the movie yeah i can't it, it, i can it definitely ugh. is not I'm just, it, it's I not know, the most gory but it's all it's the most the disturbing most, to me yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah, the most upsetting yeah. yeah i don't know why but i can't handle bones <laughs> no because at that point you're still alive and you have to deal with it every other yeah. scene you're like oh i'm i would be dead i wouldn't and you're trapped in that. a little cave yeah yeah so Cindy, um, like, you know, tries to patch up her leg and stuff, but we we get more scenes of uh, Ziggy and Nick, and the this is what you were going to say, Mickey, about them going to look for the counts, the other campers. Yes. Oh. Uh, we also have uh, a... Well, they, uh, Nick already left with Gary to go look yeah. for people. But... We do have a scene of Joan and Kurt uh, hooking up, and then Joan gets murdered by Tommy. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah, Kurt is in the shower and doesn't see this, but Tommy leaves Kurt alone because it's only shady siders that get killed. Right. Yep. So Tommy's running around killing everybody. Uh, Ziggy goes to let Sheila out, and uh, Sheila like beats her up, or they they have a scuffle, and then Gary shows up. I think. Um, because yes. he hears them having a scuffle. 
Uh, and then, uh, now what happens to Sheila? Um, she gets out. She flees. Leaves, she think. leaves. Yeah. She leaves. So then it's just Ziggy and, and Gary in there. And they hear, uh, they hear people calling for help from the toilet. <laughs> Which, because, I'm, so- yeah. I'm sorry. So the... The tunnels lead to under the latrine, but also, yeah. why is there not more sewage in the tunnels? I, yeah. I had the same question. Like either, so this is what my, this is how I made my, it make sense to to myself. This is what I told myself. That particular latrine is the only one that leads to that big open cave. Yeah, uh, and that one is out of order, so not many people use it. That's okay. what I tell myself. But it, there is there otherwise is it would down be. There. There, but there's not enough. There's not enough no, that there's not enough. a camp was using it regularly. They see like a few pieces of toilet paper. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, it smells. But yeah, so Cindy <laughs> and Alice are down below that out of order latrine, and uh, they they see the red moss. That's how they know that it's leading up to the toilet because apparently, you know, there's only one red moss in one place. But while before they get out, Cindy admits to Alice, she's like, look, I was wrong. The curse is real. I was wrong. Ziggy was right. You're right. Like, I get it. We're cursed. Which is, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad she's realized this, but also super sad that this is something she had to realize, you know? I just, like, I, I, I don't remember if this was the specific part where they talk about how they had stolen, like, a VCR together or something. A boom Yeah. They I don't was know why. Oh, Cindy stole a VCR. It wasn't yeah. even a VCR. It was uh, some other very specific, uh, like, yeah. 70s brand name of technology. <laughs> Which were, like, super, super expensive back then. But they, yeah. to get out of it, because Cindy, this is when Cindy decided, I don't want to be a shady side scum. I want to be better than i'm told i have to be and so she basically was like i didn't do this this was alice this was blah 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 and i'm you know i'm a good girl and they're all bad kids and that's when cindy essentially like distanced herself from all of that and like tried to make a new life uh nick finds like a body parts oh yeah oh god oh, yeah. yeah. he goes into we had gotten like a very brief scene of like the uh sunnyvale's jailer uh, who was still keeping oh, these kids captive, yeah. even though the you could hear the counselor screaming, "The game's over! Everybody out!" And uh, so the the Sunny Valer leaves, and Tommy comes in and kills like four kids. Yeah, Ugh. and uh, yeah, Nick comes in and just finds body parts. Yeah, it's like, gruesome. It's so yeah. gruesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stacy's brand of tea. But, yeah. So they, uh, what is that other counselor, the other guy counselor's name, the one that gets killed, the curly hair guy, what's his name? Gary. Gary. Um, okay. So he lowers down a oh, that's right. uh, yeah, a rope and a bucket down into the latrine. They start pulling Alice up. Um, it's Ziggy and Gary pulling her up. But Tommy comes in while they're doing that and kills Gary. <laughs> oh, so, he chops him. He chops yep. his head clean off. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, one fell swoop. So he... Uh, <laughs> Kills him and instantly. the body falls into the hole. Oh my yeah. god! So Which it's Great. a small Alice hole. Alice and he's who a already big boy. has a bone thing that came out. Yeah. Poor Alice. She's already crippled. Yeah. Her ankle is crippled, and yep. 
Then she's yeah. got a body on her too. Oh my god. Yep. Yes, because he's oh, because he's holding the rope. That's what propels him forward. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. That's like how did his body fall in the hole? He wasn't even near it, but he's he's yeah. got the rope tied around his arm, and Alice fell. So yeah. Ziggy is now alone with Tommy, but she manages to break out. Cindy doesn't know this. She's freaking out. Ziggy is running into the deep dark woods. All the kids are being gathered into the the main hall, um, and they're they're got they've gotten on a bus. And oh, they well, leave. Nick Nick runs into Kurt and says, "Hey, in f- get all the kids on a bus in fifteen minutes. Ring the bell, and then we all have to get out of here." Yeah, he says to give him fifteen minutes and to ring the bell, and yeah. then Kurt does not do that. Kurt loads the bus up and just leaves. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he just left. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. here's my thinking: he has all of the Sunnyvalers except for Nick, but he he knows that right. Nick is like. You know, he was not panicked. a true Sunnyvaler. I, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was just scared. Ugh. And yeah, yeah. Um, I hate it. I hate Kurt so much. I hate him so much. Bus leaves, and they have no way to get out of here. But the girls figure out that another. They, there's another way out. They don't have to go out through the toilet. They can go to oh, yes. the mess hall. Was it or something? Um. The well, it was what used to be the meeting house. When the town was originally there, um, yeah. yes, okay. So yeah, the mess hall, I think. So they they figure out a way to get out. They kind of work together, I guess, mm-hmm. and <laughs> get out into the main campground. And this is also when Alice figures out the blood thing. We figure out like the nosebleed is yeah. right because they nearby. they meet up. Um, she's she's leaning against a big rock down in the red yes, moss and her it. nose starts bleeding so she's reading in the book what does it say let me or let me she remembers that blood will fall when she is near that's like the line yeah so she figures out that that means she must be close so she starts digging through the red moss and mm-hmm. she finds seraphir's hand this yeah. was the stone that Seraphir's hand came off, whether by her own means, probably not, or by the means of some nefari- nefarious bastard good man, uh, capital G good, uh, most likely. But uh, she finds well, maybe the she hand. Did it as like a desperate attempt, like all yeah. hell was breaking oh. loose, and she was like, "I need, yeah. I need terror to stop." And she does it as like a a good sacrifice, but she's trying to get Satan to stop. Mm-hmm. murdering people in the town or we, I don't we know. know that the the pastor he was a killer remember yeah. so maybe he was targeting the the to be soon shady siders and she was like because there's probably like three or four families if that and she was like the only way that i can save us is if i make a deal with the devil and so maybe she tried to do that and then that's all he needed to be like look at this witch let's hang her ha ha rah, rah. no one will ever know my hmm. crime or yeah, like maybe. to silence her maybe she saw him like killing i don't know but oh man i can't wait for the third movie <laughs> um but so cindy uh, uh alice stays behind obviously she finds a hand cindy goes through the tunnel, she comes to the grate right in the meeting in the uh in the mess hall in the meeting yes, hall. She's okay. in the kitchen. And I have a note here because so far the music, I would say, very very. Th- my complaint about 1994 was that I was like the music was good, but is this iconic 90s? Mm-hmm. And for this movie, the music was very iconic 70s. Yes. Like if you're gonna do 70s karaoke, this is what you're gonna hear. But yeah. we get to this point. And we have a repeat song. And I've never been more infuriated in my entire life that Carry On My Wayward Son played for a second time 
Except yeah. I do think it was more fitting in this case it ha- because it had all to. of the music in this movie was so literal. It was mm-hmm. it was, yeah. It was awkward. But at the same um, time, I was like, is that a from TikTok? This is a very TikTok thing that the music is so literal. But either way, I like the soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. but I was mad that Carry On My Wayward Son played a second time. I yeah. think it had to because it wasn't it wasn't just playing for us the audience it was physically being played yeah on the I tape know, player but still I was like you've put in so much music in these things and you had to do a repeat <laughs> just give me another song counter argument when Ziggy presses play on the tape recorder that's by the speakers to blast it to camp that's why it was playing the first time she presses play and the song starts over again we yeah. already heard the song I so- know. So, so as a counter argument, as a very inane, pointless counter argument, um, counter <laughs> counter argument. Besides the names Sam and Dina, this is another connection to Supernatural. Oh, oh no! The only if, song that if, plays multiple times is "Carry On, My Wayward Son." What if, what Please. if there's a Winchester name in the third movie, or like somebody <laughs> named like Castiel? Oh God! Oh my God! But. <laughs> What, what if do you a think writer... C stands for? C Berman, Castile Berman. <laughs> what if one no, of the kidding. writers, one of the writers for this uh, series, uh, like not the the story. I don't mean Arl Stein. I mean like the 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 writers to transcribe it to like a film script. The writers of the movie, yes. Yeah. What if one of them is like a very secret diehard Supernatural fan, and they're like making all these connections? But aren't the names from the book? <gasps> Guys, what, if, Arl, is, what if I was gonna say what if Arl Stein was a supernatural fan, but these books were written way they're before not, the show? No, yeah, but they're no, not. It's, it's not a book. These aren't based on books. Oh, I yeah. thought they these were. These are new. Um, oh, I thought um, you said that they were based on. Um, wasn't there a the, the history? Yeah, there's the, a trilogy that explains how the town uh, got cursed, like yeah. where about Sarah Fear. But it's about the story. It's not this. Oh, okay. I misunderstood then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then my point still stands. There is a writer on this film who is a hardcore Supernatural fan, and they have slipped this stuff in. Yeah, I I don't think so. But I like that we can find these connections. It's funny to me. (laughs) Um, I was saying, yeah, this is when Tommy gets the bag on his head. Yep. Right. Because so. uh, but what happens first is the the shoehorned in uh, emotional moment, <laughs> um, because uh, oh, this is not the emotional moment okay. that I don't like. Okay, I the know one what I don't like talking about, but is so they get into the mess hall, and then um, Alice at, meets up with uh, Cindy and Ziggy in the mess hall, and they're oh, talking about what they're no, no, we're not there. We're yet. not even there no, no, no. yet. Then it might be the same, but we're not okay. there yet. Where are we then? Alice is still down the pit. This is when uh, Cindy kicks through the grate at the sound of Ziggy's screams because Ziggy's running from Tommy. And um, I think, was it Cindy? Yeah, Cindy goes and uh, she breaks out of the grate, out of the the little underneath area. And um, which this camp has just been sending all their refuse down into a cave. Anyway, whatever. So Cindy grabs the burlap sack that she had dried her hands with earlier, smoking gun or lap sack puts it on Tommy's head and like tries to like strangle him the bag because Tommy is so wet for whatever reason gets like plastered to his face so you see it like sticking to like his mouth hole and his eyes and all that stuff identical to the the dude in uh the first movie and Cindy very tearfully 
who earlier in the movie admitted that she would not be able to, you know, act because she was frozen in fear. Because of her sister, she stabs Tommy and she kills him. She saves Ziggy and she kills Tommy. Mm-hmm. And then, then, and then, Alice also comes crawling out of the pit. Oh, okay. Alice, with her broken leg, made it this whole way. She's like stumbled, and she has the hand. Man, and Alice, her shoehorned sob story. Well, yeah. yes. So I, it was almost redeemed at the end because so they're talking about what they're gonna do next, and uh, Cindy's like, "No, you can't. You can't help us. You have a bum leg." And then Alice is like, "I started." cutting myself when i was 10 years my old. my god i was so <laughs> mad i was like it i was don't just care. like it was Take very very pin. dramatic oh. like melodramatic well, she admitted well, that she was cutting herself down in the pit but i understand well, what you're it talking was about. more no, than just yeah that. she it goes like into the whole this whole thing it was it felt very yeah. uh extra but then yeah. she immediately gets murdered <laughs> yeah like i i feel for alice i do i just think the writing was done a little bit you know too ham like it was it was too, too much exactly. of like yeah she's a she's a tragic character they all are because they're in this awful town that's killing them but to have her have this like okay i know we're about to go end this curse but i need to take two solid minutes oh. to tell you who already knows about my backstory my backstory we didn't need it. It wasn't needed. No, well, I it think was just, it was. I think it was just there to be shocking when she gets I, I killed know. at the end of it. No, I know. I but, know. Yeah. <laughs> So she does that, and she's like, listen, I'm coming with you, even my legs bum, blah, blah, we're gonna go, we know her body's buried by the hanging tree, or is there, and I have her hand, let's go put it back together, and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna redeem myself, we're gonna end this curse, and my life is gonna be different, wham, Tommy is alive, and he kills her. Okay, so I have a theory about the bag, before we go any further. I think, obviously, he looks cool with the bag on his head, but I also think this was done so that they could have someone else play it in the first movie. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the same actor every time. Yeah. And yeah. this just annoyed me that I, I really felt that's what it was. That's all I could think about. I was oh. like, oh, this is there so that it's someone else in the other movies. It's not that guy all the time. Be- they would have to pay him so much. And they could save so much by just having it be someone else who doesn't speak and doesn't show their face. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the oh, only other thing okay. before 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 Alice got killed, they're sitting around a table and Ziggy is leaning over the 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 hand. She touches it and she looks down. Her nose starts bleeding and drips onto the 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 hand. When that happens, she starts seeing images that I'm actually looking at now of like the book flies. There's a scene of who we assume is Sarah Fear tied down whether it be to a bed or to that stone where she lost her hand i don't know but she's tied down and screaming so god damn i oh mm-hmm. and we behead tommy oh that's right yeah cindy has a shovel yeah they, they've been they were saying they were gonna go dig up uh dig up the lady's bones or whatever and uh she yeah she gets mad and she she uses that shovel and she takes his head off i don't think i think it's real tough to be had someone with a shovel let alone yeah. be a teenage girl and sever the head of a guy standing up taller than you with yeah a shovel. so much props to cindy <laughs> when when that happens though we do see that once ziggy's blood gets on the bone we get our explanation for how these uh, monsters come back to life because we get a shot of the beating pulsate pulsating flesh heap in the stones and 
parts of it actually slither off and form a new humanoid creature. We don't know who it is yet, but it's obviously we know it's going to be one of the murderers. Yes, but you just interrupted our description of the beheading to tell us this. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I know that's your favorite part. Uh, oh, tell me more about the beheading, Stacey. Well, it's, 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 we're done it's, now. Yeah. I knew you were done. That's why I went into it. No, no, because you interrupted us to talk about you it. You got to uh, savor. You got to savor the beheading. The beheadings. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> savor it. There's only two in this movie. Hopefully oh, don't be make more that noise in my ear, you monster. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, oh yeah, we see Ruby Lane, we see Tommy start wiggling around, we, uh, oh, Ruby's singing that song, you always hurt the one you love, blah, blah, blah. And the little boy comes back too, right? Oh, yeah. Billy! <laughs> Billy, guys, I hate Billy! He doesn't do anything, but he's the scariest one! Yeah. He really is. He's the scariest one! The Christopher like, might eight. be scary too, but we don't, he the, doesn't the, come back, right? It's no, just I don't think so. Yeah. We Not see the milkman, though. Oh yeah, he's weird looking. Yeah. yeah. So so Cindy and uh uh Ziggy are at the tree, they're trying to dig up the body. We see Ruby Lane, we see Billy. Billy's just like an eight-year-old boy with like a porcelain like child like mask, like a Halloween mask on. I think he's uh, younger than eight. I think maybe. he's supposed to be like a he's supposed to be young. Yeah. Okay. But... And he just has like a bat and he's just like walking and like he's banging the bat in the ground. And honestly, it's the most unsettling thing. I don't know. I'm more scared of Billy than I am of the Axeman. <laughs> but Axeman <sighs> is running at this point and that's yeah, super intimidating. He's like doing a light that's jog. Like his signature is yeah. like, like I run. They walk, he's, I run. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming. His head's <laughs> he's back on. Get Oh, so yeah, they they dig up and they find something. It is not Seraphir's body. It is um, it is a stone with the word, uh, what does it say? Oh, the, the witch, witch will live forever. Or something. Yeah, the witch forever lives. And they're like, what does this mean? And they're like, I don't know. And I didn't know either. I mean, I know, but I didn't know. So did somebody <laughs> like somebody obvious? Somebody dug up her body. So remember yeah. when we were like, who? Who? Maybe do you think maybe it? somebody in the good family. I don't know, but. Oh, I said that uh, Ziggy had a scene of Seraphira being, like, tied down. She wasn't tied down. She was chained down. Her body had chains on it. Okay. So she wasn't hung to death. Or she was and then she- was later chained. Oh. Or chained before. Or chained before. And did she, they chained oh, her? Oh, after, because she, yeah. She did they did find her body, body with chains yeah. on it. Um, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. So maybe she came back to life and they had to do it again. Because mm-hmm. she made a pact with the devil, so maybe she didn't die at first. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't, I don't, don't, I don't know, know either. I'm just saying. I'm just like, oh god. Um, so they don't know where the body is. The girls are there, and that's it. That's it. The murderers come up to them. They're, they they okay, do not get away. There's a beautiful, beautiful shot that happens where Tommy's running because he's right. Yes. I just love that he runs and he's running up and and Cindy pushes Ziggy because they're running towards yep. him and she pushes Ziggy away. Slow-mo. Yeah, they're all moving at the same time and she pushes Ziggy away as a distraction because Tommy's going to go for Ziggy. So mm-hmm. she it looks it looks almost like she's sacrificing her because she's pushing her out and away. Yeah. But so Tommy's attention turns towards Ziggy, and this is when she goes for him. She still has the shovel, I think. Yeah, she just yes. swings yes. the shovel at him. Smacks and it's him. Beautiful. It's so cool. I just love how but she's he does, so smart. 
I love yeah. that. He hits he, her right back with yeah, the He does an does. uppercut with the axe to her face and she falls. And Ziggy gets caught by the milkman. Oh, that creeper. What's wrong with his face? I, I don't like know. A, it's a, What's it's his some deal? sort of burn. It's, it's some burn. sort of burn. I bet, we'll, I bet we'll never know. We may never Probably know. Not. So here's the part where I was like, there's no way Cindy survived this because Tommy is chopping into her sternum with the axe and it is sinking in you're there's no way to survive that meanwhile no. ziggy is just getting not just she's just getting stabbed but she's getting stabbed with what looks like a small um like it's a small blade so she's getting stabbed over and over again by but like pro- by the milkman but probably none of her organs are like being severely damaged cindy is having her rib cage chopped open yeah and I don't know how she's not dead yet, but she's talking to Ziggy and she's like, we'll never be apart ever again, which that was a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really need that. That was that was a little shoehorn to me, too. But so they die. Milkman is sniffing Ziggy. And I love oh. that touch. I love it. Yeah, he was very creepy. We get a shot it- of the two girls dead on the ground, their arms reaching out to each other. By the way, the hand, they dropped it, and it dropped into the hole that they had tried to dig up her body in, right mm-hmm. by the tree. So just as a, you know, we're going to talk about that in like two minutes. But the, I loved this whole sequence. I loved it. It was great. With with them trying to dig good. up the body and all of the, the killers surrounding them and moving in, and it was, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly uh, Ziggy... We see stops breathing, mm-hmm. and then all of the killers are gone, and it's just yep. the girls laying there in the field. But as the camera pans out, you think it's done. It starts panning back in, and here comes Nick because he's still at the camp. Nick performs CPR, and because uh, he actually realizes that you have to do CPR when someone's not breathing, <laughs> uh, and not just to put That's adrenaline in their heart. Uh, mm-hmm. And he calls the. I, I'm assuming he had called the like police when he was out of frame because they're in the next scene ziggy's on a stretcher christine uh uh, ziggy is her real name is christine cindy is fully dead there's no way she could survive that um and everything seems to be over and we go back to the present and see berman is revealed to dina and josh who for whatever reason didn't know throughout the storytelling that she was c berman christine ziggy which this was the one point where i got irrationally stupidly not upset just like like angry because that whole story that ziggy was telling did she keep going like ziggy and cindy cindy and ziggy did she not once say my sister cindy well also the fact that she was retelling things that she was not present for yeah so cindy and ellis are dead so how does anyone know what happened but right yeah so but yeah i understand from a storytelling point of view like i get it and i'm fine with it but yeah but in the the moment when dina and josh were like wait a minute you're ziggy i was like how did you not know that (laughs) stupid like uh, anyway, it's fine. They, it's, they it's couldn't hear the music thing. playing. They couldn't hear the David Bowie, so they that's, had no idea. Okay, that's very yeah. true. Very true. Um, but she could have been saying everyone's name and not. Maybe she was yeah. telling it. But in she the just third told person. the whole yeah the whole story of the third person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> so the police come. I think there was fourteen kids that died. Something crazy. Um, but now we know that. Ziggy got blood on the bone, and Ziggy's still alive today. So, why did Sam get chosen to be the next murderer, and C. Berman did not? Ziggy. 
That's that's well, Sam also that's, bled on the bones. No, that's what I'm saying is that Ziggy bled the bones, died, the monsters stop. She didn't get possessed. And then Sam bled in the bones, she died, the monsters stopped, now she gets possessed. Why Sam and not Ziggy? That's me, Allison, asking you two. Oh, because, well, because our theory was that someone is picking the people. So I still okay. think maybe someone is picking her. Okay. Well, so because chose, yeah. at least who's who's going to get possessed next is being chosen. Whether you bleed yes. on the bones or and that happens is its own thing. You but know, I, that's what that's gonna be my guess. I think. Let's Someone say. Let's say that Mickey's um because theory about or just to just to interrupt you very quickly, it's because. I mean, not that I have an explanation for why this is, but the reason that uh, Ziggy C. Berman is not possessed and trying to kill people is because her name isn't on the wall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's because yeah, I think the, the people the that go on the are wall are after. chosen. Yeah. No, the name gets added and then the person becomes a killer. I know, but that's, the names yeah. are added. They're not there since the beginning of time. So why was right. Sam's name added and not uh, Well, Ziggy's? that's what we need to find out. Yeah. If there's but, a re- rhyme or reason, if it is totally random, don't what know. What I was going to say is to add um, uh, uh, weight to your earlier theory that Nick Good knows more than he lets on. Mm-hmm. He cares about Ziggy. Yeah. So maybe uh, he told them or did something to protect her from yeah. Papa Good who's picking the people because he didn't want her because he left her a note that said it's happening again so mm-hmm. oh now I'm oh now I'm thinking that he knows a lot more than he's letting on and that really I really do think he knows a lot more than he's than, that makes than me really dislike him though that he knows no, shit is no, happening no, no. no I think it's he knows something situation. yes it's a tricky situation he was born my into father's this family. A mass, my father's a mass murderer. My well, his dad is dead, mass- first of well, all. All right. His dad so. died before the, like, he, like, when he was a teenager. Good. Yes, G-O-O-D-E. Good. They go to the mall. They go, did we talk about that? No, we did not get to that yet, but I just wanted okay. to add that to the part about, like, uh, I, I, oh, now I think that Nick is involved. Oh, but maybe that's why Ziggy didn't get possessed is because he protected her because he has feelings for right. her right so man but he doesn't have no feelings for sam he don't care about those teenagers well we don't i i we still don't know for sure that someone even physically chooses the person it could just no, that's be, my guess uh, yeah, yeah yeah i think I, that's a good guess but we yeah. we just don't know yet so yeah they go to the mall because they realize that the tree the hanging tree is now in the center of the shady side mall yeah where we that started cute? isn't that adorable and luckily dorbs. super dorbs. luckily I hit my headset luckily the hand the hole that the hand was buried in was was just enough in that little plot of land <laughs> that they preserved. didn't disturb with bulldozers to make room for the mall uh, so lucky um because they bury they dig up the hand it's covered with that red um uh uh red moss, moss. my 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 samelia mega my site um and they, they in get resident the evil it's a fungus yes in the uh in so they pick up the hand nick gets a call um from somebody saying the judy bloom book club which is a tie back to ziggy um saying like oh we'll start a judy bloom book club i've had enough of stephen king ha 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 so he knows that ziggy is saying like we need you and he goes to help so they Mm -hmm. go to the woods they find the bones and they put the hand back and dina gets sucked into the past 
So, so <laughs> okay, so this, I just, okay, it's very serious, but this moment. Oh, Dina me puts, too. Dina puts it's... the hand on the pile of bones, touches them, and gets sucked into the past. When she gets sucked into the past, she looks up at the camera and her Across eyes go cross eyes. <laughs> Oh, like we're looks, in an airplane movie. Like, it looks yeah. so ridiculous. I need to take a screenshot. Like, I don't think that I was supposed to laugh at that, but I did. I don't know what that choice was. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why she looks like that. It's so bizarre. Did you it's... watch the preview for the next no. one? No. Well, okay. I started, but then I turned it off because I didn't want to see it. None of the previews have ruined anything so I just, far. I just, just want to go in completely blind. Okay. okay. So we get a bunch of flashbacks after that cross-eyed scene with Dina of, like, a lot of stuff to look at. Like, a lot of stuff to process. And we go to a woman that actually looks sort of like Dina. Uh, but, you know, then we actually have Dina stepping into the role of that woman, who is Sarah Fear, in the 1600s. So I don't know. Yeah, if it's all the, next... the characters are, are, like, the characters we've seen so far. Yeah. All oh. the people. Oh, well, the okay. People in the town are like the actor actors yeah. of people oh, that we've seen. Oh, so okay. I'm very excited to yes. Uh, get some. And of I don't know if that's because they are related in some way, or right. if they're sure just, they are. just a, actors. Just a, or, it, yeah. it might just be a choice to use the same actors. Um, I'm like not the, sure. Like American Horror Story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it might be. It might be that, or maybe it is that they they are actually related to like. Yep. Their Could family be. has been yeah. there this long. Who knows? I think Who it is knows? that. I think that these are all like bloodline related people. But I mean, new people must have moved in. But we're not going to worry about the minutia. Let's let's give our ratings because I want to go watch it right now. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I have a thing. I'm ready to go. Do it. All right. I would give this movie four point nine out of five. Major Tom's. What and what? What? Why point nine? What? Lost I just want to leave a little point. bit of room okay. for improvement. And I just thought it was really great. I had a great time. Uh, yeah, and I'm just... I Maybe the next one will be even more enjoyable. So that's why I didn't give a five. Because maybe the next one will be even better. Um, Stacey, you go next. I'm going to do five out of five Mega My Sites. Oh, nice. How do you <laughs> nice. make a My Sites? Uh, let me see. I'm a, yeah, just yes. Yeah. M-Y-C-E-T-E. Okay, I was almost there. I did... Okay, yep. Um, well, I... I really liked this. I had a blast. I liked it more than the first one. Um, there was, like, literally only, like, two instances of me being like, come on. And it was the cross-eyed part. And then it was the, like, Dina and Josh being like, whoa, you're Ziggy? Um, but that didn't like ruin the movie for me. But I'm gonna give it. I'm also gonna give it a uh, 4.9 out of five. Um, uh, Billy the Kids. Isn't it funny how it's the two parts from 1994 that you didn't like out of this whole thing? I know. I feel bad. Interesting. No, I'm, not Billy the Kids. Just Billy's. Just just 4.9 out of five Billy's. <laughs> Billy the Kid. Just Billy's. <laughs> I Billy honestly. I may remember him the most, and he had the shortest screen time. I'm legitimately going to go watch the next episode as soon as we end this. Okay, guys, we need final thoughts then. All of our brains are already waiting to go watch the third episode. We're not even here anymore. But I know I really, I enjoyed it so much. I 
I I still love the first movie, but this one was better. I love this one more. Like I, the characters, I feel like I I love Dean. I love I love Josh. Josh is our sweet little Simon role. We love him. But I love Ziggy, and I would die for her. <laughs> I love Ziggy so much. Uh, I love that we got more information. I love that we got more like just like visual. There was so much going on, and I'm so excited for the third one. I. I'm like, oh God! I obviously you can tell I'm excited. I don't need to explain it. Good times in store. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us and listening to us ramble on about murders and <laughs> chains and hanging <laughs> trees and billies, witches. Mm-hmm. Well, one well, witch, just the one. Yeah. Last yeah. time it was many, many more. Is yeah. there? Oh, <laughs> oh what? who knows? What? Find out next know. time. I mean, I'll know in like five minutes if you let me go watch the episode. I mean, movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe unless there's more that we could talk about to keep you from going. I'm going to gonna leave Discord. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on social media at Goosebumps Pod. We are happy to hear from you. And until next time, stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye.